and I was strapped up to a blood pressure monitor, and which, you know, like in a doctor's office or a pharmacy, you know, it's just a strap on your arm, and to test your blood pressure, just squeeze it as, as hard as possible until you have no feeling in your arm anymore, because that's how blood pressure works. And mine was special because it was hooked up to a timer that would go off every 30 minutes for 24 hours, no matter what time of day it was. It could be 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. I think you guys get the picture. And so I noticed, since I was so bored, just lying down all day, I would look at the screens and I would notice that it would judge my blood pressure based off my breathing patterns. So if I took a deep breath, it would, the blood pressure would spike. If I took short breaths, like it would uh, scatter like a lot. And then I also noticed if I, if I held my breath for long enough, the machine would flatline. And so as any mischievous 10-year-olds would think, like, oh, this would be really funny. So w that night at 1.30 in the morning, I was woken up again by, my, uh, by the machine. And I looked at the machine, and I noticed it was working fine. So I held my breath as long as possible. I, let, I held my breath until it's, the machine was saying I was legally dead, and I hear a team of nurses sprinting down the hallway. I hear people yelling, call a doctor, call a doctor. And as soon as I hear them turn the corner, about to burst into my room, I go back to sleep. I start breathing normally, and uh, right then, they burst into my room. Uh, they wake up my dad. My dad almost has a heart attack. I just wake up and go, ooh. A little late for a sponge bath, don't you guys think? The nurses come in, their jaws are dropped. They think I've just died. They look at me, they look at the heart rate monitor, it's fine. Then they look at my dad and they're like, uh, false alarm? And they just slowly back out. All right, that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Your next comic is from Deep East Oakland. So I'm not going to talk any shit. If you know what's good for you, clap for Luke Newman. Hello. Um, yeah, man. So is it, you talking about zombies and shit? Yeah. They yeah. They say shit, but people shit themselves when they die. All animals. But it's weird to me. It's funny. It's funny the, the thought of just zombie. All zombies are walking out with shitty pants, shitty drawers. But um, it begs the question: like, what's the process a zombie goes through? Like, like why does how does he lose so much intellect when he becomes a zombie? You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have the presence of mind to be like, oh, I'm a zombie. Let me get, let me go get some brains. But like, first let me clean my drawers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's missing. Like, what's the biological, what's the science behind it? You know what I'm saying? It's my question. I don't know. I'll Google it later. Um, so fucking, uh, you know, some, some shit takes a, a lifetime to learn, you know. I hope I live that long. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Man, fucking all these fucking shootings and shit, man. I feel like I, I got to talk about it. Um, shit is crazy, man. Shit is fucked up. Uh, uh, fucking. Uh, but I, I was like, I saw this. The, one of the teachers from, from that school was like, uh, our government failed us. And it's just like. Like, I, what do you expect from our, our government? You know, our government has been failing us 
since the since the get-go you know what i'm saying since 1776 that's our mo it's like the united states well, we fail you you know what i'm saying that's the fucking motto you know what i mean and uh i don't know i just don't get it's like what do you, you trust the government it's like that's what you do i don't know man it just blows my mind how people fucking trust the government you know so it's a, America is fucking shady, man. Like, what do you think Edward is... Edward Snowden's still in Russia. Like, what do you think? He's on vacation? You know what I'm saying? Like, that motherfucker is on the run. Because he ratted, you know? Motherfucker snitched on some gangsters. And he's and he's trying, trying to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Shit is real. Fucking, uh... I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. It feels like it feels like Americans have like Stockholm syndrome or some shit. Like, I'm a conspiracy theorist, man. I believe a lot in a lot of that shit, and you got to, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this shit is real, like that Snowden shit, like all that shit. A lot of this shit is real, man. Obviously, the Earth is not flat, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to take it there, but like the. the am I wrong? Well, we can have that debate also if you want to, <laughs> but. uh but you know, Dem Democrats did fucking uh, <laughs> uh, they they rigged the, the election and all that shit. Like, I'm glad somebody was on the case. You know what I'm saying? So that we know that I don't know. It feels like we got Stockholm syndrome. Like America cares about us. You know, they want they want the best for us. America wouldn't hurt us. You know, not America. They care about us, America. They care about the people. You know, look at look at the history of America. They've n done nothing but care for their people. You know, America's great country. They care about their people. God bless you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then and then fucking you know everybody's like trying to blame it on guns. It's like guns are an inanimate object. You know what I'm saying, and and I and I think we should figure figure something out so to make sure these crazy ass motherfuckers don't have guns. But at the same time, it's like we got a fucking crazy ass motherfucking office, yeah. you know. So like, as long as he he's in office, I'm I'm gonna hold on to my gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, you know, straight up. And it's like people think, you know, think about think about if Donald Trump like personally asked you to give him your gun. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump came, hey, give me your gun. It's like, uh, no, Donald, I'm not going to give you my gun. I don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is, man. I'm holding on to my AR-15. What isn't, Do isn't Donald Trump like the fucking, isn't he supposed to be the third antichrist or some shit? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to fucking prevent the next Holocaust with some fucking, you know what I'm saying, 22s? I don't fucking think so. So as long as we make sure these psychopaths don't have guns and, and we have some fucking AR-15s in the right hands, hopefully we can uh, maintain our freedom and shit. But uh, yeah, God, God bless America. So let me get this straight. Our government fails us. They fucked up. But my teacher fails me, and that's my bad. My bad.
don't know if you heard the NSA just got shot up. They didn't see that coming. Oops, it's an oversight. Um, make some noise for Mike Spiegelman? Better than that! He could be at home with his fucking family! You make some gun! Sorry. WK. Hey, you know, I have a bunch of new jokes, but I, I just want to bring Luke, right? Yes. Yeah, just, I just want to just want to follow up what Luke was saying. What's that? You know, you were saying that you shouldn't trust the government. And I just, you know, I have a lot of material and I want to try out here at, at the happy hour. But if I may stress, do not trust the government. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not talking to anybody who's listening to this on the podcast. I'm talking to this room and anyone who's listening from the Bay Area. Do you think that when the earthquake, and the earthquake will hit, in the next four years or eight years, depending on how long, it'll be during Trump's administration. Do you think we'll get the same kind of support that uh, Puerto Rico got? Yeah. Do you think we'll get a tweet talking about sanctuary cities? And that's the reason why there's no nothing coming? So anyway, I don't trust the government. You know, Puerto Rico was supposed to get three million boxes of food. And they gave the contract to one person who's a caterer. And she filled 50,000 boxes. The suicide rate and the mental illness rate in, that, uh, in Puerto Rico is, has been rising. You know? And this has been going on for months. So they got 50,000 boxes. So <clears throat> do we trust the government when they're going to say we're cutting food stamps, but we're going to send a harvest box? You can't even send emergency supplies to your own fucking province. Okay, so anyway, <clears throat> sorry. I just uh, but wanted to just stress. Don't trust the government. <laughs> They're not going to help you. They're going to help California? You don't think we're going to get a bunch of backhanded tweets from the President of the United States talking about sanctuary this and carry that or what, you know? How many minutes of your life do you even fucking think about sanctuary fucking cities, right? But if there was an earthquake, that would be a big priority. So, anyway. I'm just saying, like, Puerto Rico, the worst hurricane ever, completely blacked out. And our own president is talking about how they're bankrupt, and you know that's kind of brutal to the companies they owe money to. So I don't know what that has to do with an emergency. So, all right. So let me do a couple jokes. <laughs> hey, I just saw the Emoji Movie. Well, I, I tried to. I watched it on an old uh, DVD player, and all the characters were just boxes with little X's in them. How to use the words. Don't trust the government. <laughs> They're not going to help San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, Alameda County when the quake hits. They're not. They're going to bring up sanctuary cities. So, all right. Thanks a lot. I'm my speaker. Bye. Um, that's real. I mean, we've been saying that for years, but Puerto Rico still get more love than niggas. Um, when I black out, I don't get a call from the president. Oh. Standards. 
Uh, let's lighten it up, shall we? So, Nazis. <laughs> you booing Nazis? That is, that is edgy. <laughs> You're on the cutting edge. Um, I remember when Nazis were in the past. I used to watch TV in my grandma's basement, same spot where my granddaddy died on the floor. I remember my cousins used to set fire to the carpet for fun, but my grandmother always, I uh, found out years later, blamed my grandfather because she thought he was falling asleep with cigarettes. <laughs> um, used to watch Gilligan's Island. And uh, I get, help me out with this. I, I get Dream of Genie and Bewitched a little confused. Does that happen? Like, I try to remember which one wiggled the nose and then one was married. Um, I wanted to fuck them both. I can't really... I think, actually, I think Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. You can't do that on television. Make some noise for Jason Matt. I like that intro. That was, oh, yes, thank you. Um, hey, so I'm on the radio right now? Yeah. Uh, I've never been on the radio before. It's kind of exciting. Uh, uh, hey, um... So I'm from I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, so I might have an accent here and there. I, I was on the radio. Actually, I was on the radio once. I called into the radio, uh, country music station down in Houston and and got them. I convinced them to play Kanye. That was pretty cool. That's a true story. It's just that's not a joke. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I appreciate y'all uh, putting me on. Let me play with the microphone. Um, so yeah, I got the I got a uh, I just got back uh, into the game. Uh, I had a lot of death in my family and shit, and so a lot of people come back like or like when someone you hear about athletes who have like a, their best game they've ever had in their life after death, and or like comedians who like were like Richard Pryor, you know the greats, you know they talk about their death and man I couldn't do that shit, man I got up I was all angry it was horrible so. Um, I just got back to the game, and uh, I really appreciate y'all getting me in here. Um, yes, mad love. Um, so I, I got a, 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 an audition in L.A., and I got to condense this shit down to three minutes. So I thought I'd waste a couple, and now let me try and squeeze this shit. And uh, this is usually five, but I'm trying to... Oh, shit, here we go. Let's, all right. So uh, yeah, let me uh, let me just uh, get some quick round of applause. I'm sorry to just like get this cheaply, but I just have an announcement to make. Um, I have just passed for white, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get a round of applause, please? I just passed for white. Yes. No, this is this is my first time. It's exciting. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like I'm, I'm gonna go like wine tasting. Like I'm gonna like get. A I've already changed my status on Indeed. Like I'm I'm excited. Like this is my first time. Like. Like, no, seriously, like, I, I can, uh, people on the radio, y'all can't see me, but, like, I can pass for a lot of things, man. Like, I passed for black before. I've actually passed for black. That was uh, in Texas when I got pulled over for a speeding ticket, and he just checked black. I just, I, I don't know. So I'll just accept that one. Uh, but I've actually I've passed for Asian. Um, different folks who don't, who can't see me, um, the radio folks, I, I look like a, a mix between Oscar De La Hoya and Manny Pacquiao, if they could... <laughs> See, they laugh, so that's how you know it's true, ladies and gentlemen, on the uh, airwaves. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I could pass for Asian, obviously. Uh, Asian Asian girls, it's hard to talk to Asian girls because they're into that, that house music shit, man. That oomts, 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 oomts. It's hard. You got to time it right, right? You got to catch them like double dutch. just like double dutch jump rope. You're like oomts, 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 oomts. Jumping, hey, girl, how you doing? My name is Jason. Oomts, 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 oomts. Hey, girl, what you doing after this? Oomts, 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 oomts. <sighs> yeah. That was, man, I'm way down, condensed that sucker. Um, hey, I uh, really appreciate y'all, man. Um, my name is Haha Sinto on, on the uh, internet. Uh, appreciate y'all. Yeah, um, I remember when I was a little kid, one time my mom took me for ice cream. And uh, she got me some chocolate ice cream on a on a cone. We stepped outside, and I licked it one time, and it fell off and just hit the ground. I was like, my mom was too strict for me to cry, but I was fucking bummed out. She was like, sorry, honey, I don't think I have any more money. But then she, she found like a five or something in her jacket. She went back inside. Bought me into the ice cream. This time, she licked it first. She like pressed it down firmly on the cone so it wouldn't fall off. And uh, she did that for the rest of my childhood. Yeah, just uh, it was like a ritual we had. I think that's why I'm obsessed with deep throating. Make some noise for a toothbrush. How do I follow that? Oh. Those are my ninjas, y'all get? A little tired today. Uh, working all day. I do Postmates. You know what that is? Postmate, the shitty job. Uh, people just fucking run on me. I got an order today. Plan B and a condom at the same time. I drop it at the office. Make up your fucking mind, man. You might want to nut it before. <laughs> the fucking weird shit. Some people just order donut from 7-Eleven to cater to them. Don't make any sense, man. It's a 99 cents donut. Cost you $8 in the end of the day. It don't make any sense. And a motherfucker lives in a block away. He could walk. Don't make any sense, man. Obviously, I'm Asian. I'm tired of Asian people. I'm tired of defending them. I love noodles and rice. Because rice, especially, could go with anything. Rice go with rice. I'm tired of defending my people sometimes, man. So anyway, earlier today, I was dropping off my Plan B in a condom at the office. And uh, I saw my profile, and some like thing was just moving. So I looked. That was a big old white SUV running to the pole for no reason. There was no traffic light. There was no car or nothing. Just intersection was clear. The motherfucker just running to the fucking pole. And uh, she came out from the car, happened to be Asian. I guess we don't know how to drive. I'm tired of myself, man. Tired of my own people. I'm tired of defending ourselves. I made a fucking joke that uh, how 
We Don't Know How to Drive was started from the music. They made it up. That was a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole joke. I'm tired of defending them, man. How come you never seen Asian people person in a car insurance commercial? You never seen it. Because we're on the bitch and we don't want to embarrass ourselves. I made that up. <laughs> I'm tired of defending our people, man. Tired. And she came out crying, like bleeding and shit. I didn't feel sorry for her. Bitch, you're doing too much. Um, and another drop off today. That was a little weird, too. Uh, is it weird for me to say Happy Black History Month? No. No? It's okay? Okay. Room for black, uh, white folks, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm Japanese and I was born and raised there, and uh, so I drop it off. This white lady told me Happy New Year. <laughs> it's Chinese shit. I got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I say Happy Black History Month. I told her that. I got the lights, so I gotta go. Thank you. Bro, I couldn't understand your accent. You call me a nigger? What happened? <laughs> What's going on here? We're going to have to check the tape on that one. Um, your next uh, comic, I have to say, is one of my top five favorite types of oral hygiene. Make some noise for mouthwash. <laughs> my new stage name what's up guys um so is your so your stage name is toothbrush that's fucking fire dude that's fire um i will say uh so you guys were talking about shootings i will say uh that uh whenever there's a school shooting it's one of the few times that i actually pray okay i clasp my hands together and i i just pray i'm like please please let the shooter be white uh because i have a fire facebook status already pre-written and it would work better if he's white. Uh, okay, cool. Um, guys, I went and saw Black Panther. Yeah. Anyone else seen it? It's like the blackest shit I've ever seen, ever. What's up? What's that? Is that another, is that a blacker movie? Yes. Fuck, all right. I'm, be I'm being exposed. Um, <laughs> no, nah, man, it was the blackest shit I've ever seen. Uh, I was in line, black people were so happy, dude. It was, that was like weirdly happy, you know? Like you don't see, like when was the last time you saw happy black people in San Francisco? You know, it doesn't really happen, right? Like when was the last time you walked by 10 black dudes just smiling like, you know, it doesn't really happen here in San Francisco. Um, I had to check my phone. I was like, did OJ kill another white girl or something? Like people are very, people are stoked. Um, but uh, dude, it was a great movie. Uh, white people were taking L's pretty much throughout the entire movie. Uh, won't ruin too much, but uh, the first white character was introduced about 10 minutes in, died 90 seconds later. I was like, oh shit, all right, we're, do we're doing this. Um, part of the movie, so Michael B. Jordan's character, his plan was literally, I mean, literally to kill all white people, okay? Like, that's, that, that was like a legitimate part of the plot. And he had this whole, yeah, no, it was serious. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, this bit's a lot longer. I'm going to bail on it. No! Basically, we're, the the bit was going to be how. Uh, never mind. No, it's cool. Uh, I think a lot of people complain about cultural appropriation. Uh, I'm fine with it personally, because um, like I play golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appropriate the shit out of out of white culture. Do I talk about stocks? You know, I date an Asian girl for a bit. You know what I mean? So like, if I can talk about stocks, I think a white girl can wear cornrows. That's just me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree? Disagree? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not just white people too. It's like. Uh, so the other day I was playing so uh, soccer in the mission. This uh, Hispanic dude slit tackled me. I got in his. It was like a dirty play, and I got in his face. And he's like, "What you gonna do about it, nigga?" And he said that to me, and I didn't know how to feel. Right? Like most black people, I think would punch him in the face. But I, uh, there's a themed party coming up, uh, and I want to wear a sombrero, so I was okay with it. So uh, I think it's just kind of a tit for tat kind of thing, guys. Huh? Whew! All right. Uh, it's good to be here in Mutiny. Um, what else? Those were the two new ones. Oh, um, so the girl I invited to hang out on Valentine's Day uh, had a girls' night, uh, which means I'm the side bitch. <laughs> Anyone else here the side bitch in your relationship? No? Yes? I'm okay. With, I mean, I'm okay with it because she's like pretty hot, right? You, know, you can't always be a starter is what I'm saying, you know? Sometimes you got to come off the bench, right? Wait for an injury. Wait for some of the stars to get tired. All I'm going to say is, like, as long as I'm getting playing time, I'm okay with being the Andre Godal to this girl's pussy, all right? I'll, you know, get my minutes. Get a good 16 minutes a game. I'm cool with that, dude. Um, cool, guys. Um, half German, half black, uh, which is uh, why I'm so confused. Um, I used to get bullied by this Jewish kid. He used to call me a Negro Hitler, which I thought was mean. Right? Um, and I never knew where to, like, beat his ass or apologize, you know what I'm saying? Because call me a Negro is pretty racist, uh, but the Germans did do the thing, so. Uh, he also had a pretty good zinger. He said, uh, if I was in charge, the Jews would have survived because uh, the Holocaust would have started late. And I actually thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta give, the, gotta give him that one. Um, I'm also, uh, so like I said, I'm biracial. Um, I'm a, I'm a proud mulatto. I'm trying to bring that word back. How do you guys feel about that? Good, yes, no? Do it. Yeah, do it. Quadrant yeah. is a quarter uh, is a quarter white, right? Quarter black. Quarter black. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is a quarter white? Is quarter white anything? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What is quarter? Is quarter white a thing? Like, what is Malia Obama? Yeah, yeah, touche. Um, Malia's pretty hot, dude. Am I allowed to say that on the radio? Yeah. He's not present anymore. Were you allowed to say that anyway? I've talked about fucking uh, Ivanka on, on Mutiny Radio many times, so, and I'm still alive. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, it's an old bit. I wasn't even going to try anything new, but we're just going to do it anyway, guys. So I'm a proud mulatto, okay? One of the weird things about being biracial, we're not really from anywhere, okay? We don't have a home court. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, if you're, if you're white, you, you go to Europe... That's your Oracle Arena right there. You know what I'm saying? That's where whiteness was, was invented, right? Right, Luke? It's your home, what I'm trying to say. Okay? It's a, it's a pretty simple point that I'm really over, over driving home a bit too hard here. Yeah, if you're black and go to Africa, it's a bit more like the Coliseum, okay? There's some, some, it's a little jankier, okay? Right? And if you're Asian, you can go to Cupertino. You know, everyone has a home. All right, this was a disaster. I'm sorry, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, despite 
Despite that set, James ranks among the top 50% of black comics in the Bay Area. I'm not sure where he ranks among the white ones. <laughs> I can't... I can't read this next one. I think it says dental floss. This is crazy coincidence. Um, this is a crazy coincidence. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Crest White Strips, he's on the list tonight too. Um, who else do we have tonight? We have, uh, we've got Water Pick. We've got Water Pick. He's kind of an alternative comedian. Uh, I like him. I wish I had a stage name. I wish I had a stage name. But people with glasses can't have stage names. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't just walk on the stage and be like, hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Quarter Pounder. Yep, it's me, Quarter Pounder. And then I do this. Quarter Pounder with cheese. Hey. Tell your mom, quarter pound of cheese is here. I don't know. That's that's a riff. Um, one thing about me is I too am biracial. I'm white and Jewish. No, but I, I am Italian and Jewish. I'm Italian and Jewish, which means that too. Uh, it means that for it really into being like, if the race war happens tomorrow, I just gotta pretend to be Mexican. Uh, otherwise, I'm dead. Same if I go to prison. Uh, two places where I'm not white: the battlefield for racial purity and prison. Uh, actually, I found out that the founder of the Aryan Brotherhood was Jewish in prison, and the name was originally ironic, but uh, over the years, they just took it too far. I'm dead serious. Look that up. The Aryan Brotherhood was the original alt-right. They took the Nazi thing just too far as a joke. Um, I'm not kidding. I wish you guys believed me, because it's really funny. Uh, you know? Um... Okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, I, Daniel Bernahicks, am a stand-up comedian. Uh, that's not what I've always wanted to be growing up. I had different aspirations. Um, I used to listen to a lot of Too Short, and so I really thought I could be a pimp. I really believed that I could grow up to be a pimp. But the problem is, is like, I didn't really grow up to have the skills of a pimp, you know? Like, I didn't grow up with charisma. And, you know, I, I can't really sell the lifestyle. Like, pimps have to be really good at selling a lifestyle. Like, they'll see a young runaway or something. They'll go up to her and they'll be like, hey, girl, you stick with this pimping, you'll be riding around and... Bentleys draped in the finest clothes have jewelry do whatever you want. You'll finally be free All you got to do girl is stick with this pimping But unfortunately, that's not only really the life that I can offer the life I can offer is more like look here, baby If you stick with me Sometimes my mom might pick you up from Bart when it's raining girl All you got to do is stick with this pimping and that's the problem, because when you're a pimp with no hose, you're really just a misogynist with a fuzzy hat. <laughs> anyway, thank you. That's all right, Daniel. If you 
just stick with this lifestyle right here. You're gonna make it, Daniel. Everyone's gonna love you, Daniel. You just keep doing this shit. Um, there are similarities between the two professions. Um, I wish there was a stool up here. I was gonna fuck it. I, I put on a condom so I wouldn't get splinters. Oh, that's not my type. Make some noise for Evelyn Erie Diamond! Hi. Hi. So, uh, got a restraining order recently. Yeah. And uh, it was weird because, like, at first, I thought that my ex had sent me, like, a, a stripper, you know, because he was a cop. And, but no. No, that's not what happened. I, <laughs> I, I hate it when 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 a comedian, oh, all of us so-called comedians, look at notes. But this stuff is so fucking new. Uh, I do want to tell this story. I, this is uh, you know Easter's coming up, right? And this is my favorite Easter story, you guys. This is so heartwarming. Um, when I worked at, I used to work at Nordstrom. And at Nordstrom, during, around Easter time, they would hire a dude to dress up like the Easter Bunny and walk around the store giving out candy. It's awesome, right? And uh, so one day I was coming in through the employee entrance, and I saw the Easter Bunny sitting in the loss prevention booth, and he was just like this. He was just like, right? And there was like a cop in there. And I found out later that what had happened was a homeless guy had seen him and pulled out a knife and started chasing him through the store, specifically the menswear department. And now it really fucking happened. And in my mind, all I could think of was, you know, either, either the homeless guy was thinking, finally, this motherfucker, he's been chasing me my whole life, right? Or if I kill him, I'm going to eat for like a month. One of those. No? Okay, I'm going to cross that off. That actually did happen, though. Um, no, I, I... See, real shit doesn't work. Here, let me tell you some fake shit that I made up. Um, I've been gaining weight lately, and... Yeah, well, no, it's true, though. I, that's actually true. I've been gaining weight lately, and, and this is a problem. I don't like to work out. And, uh, like, I have a lot of respect for people that work out, especially when they're a little bit overweight already. You know what I mean? Like, if I see, like, a really fat guy running down the street, I will roll down the window and be like, run, little kid, run. Like, I think that's fucking awesome, right? And all I can think of in my mind is, I assume he's either imagining a donut chasing him, right? Or he's imagining, like, a cinnamon roll in front of him. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... You know, and that's, that's, that's what I imagine. I uh, was on an airplane the other day, and um, we were on a long flight, and the woman next to me was really scared. She's very scared. And she, her and I were talking, and I was trying to make her feel better about it. I was like, well, you know, if we do crash, who do you want to eat first on the plane, right? Like, as a cool, it's like a cool, fun thing to talk about, right? And I swear, at the same time, right, at the same time, we both said, the crying baby. We were like, oh my God, you too, you too, right? And so I was thinking about it, and I was saying, you really have to cook that baby, you know what I mean? Because you got to get that baby smell off. Like, you don't want to be eaten and associating it with. But 
that kind of reminds me of, uh, I used to work at a sex shop and um, I had a coworker who actually brought in one of those George Foreman girls, you know, and he loved to cook ham sandwiches like behind the counter. And so pretty much you'd walk into the sex shop and you would immediately smell cooking ham and I just don't think that's sexy, but right? Right? That's just, it's not sexy. It's not something you want to associate with sex. I work at the, at the sex shop. I will tell you that the biggest thing that I had to get used to was saying the word cockering like 2,000 times a day. Like, it was just continuous. And it got to the point where it was so funny because I would be like, well, you know, which, which size do you want? And guys would constantly lie. They'd be like, Give me the big one. Give me the large. What's the largest size you have? And I was just thinking to myself, there are a lot of guys with cock rings in San Francisco right now with tape around it to make it fit. You know what I mean? I'm Erie Diamond. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something about Comedy Happy Hour. You're going to need your reference books. You're going to need your newspapers. Bring some encyclopedias. We're, we're hitting all the marks. Study up. You'll get the jokes. It's going to come to you. Um, I'm hoping I don't fuck up his name because he's super tough. At least that's his persona. Make some noise for Jeremy Atkins. I'm just excited. I'm, uh, I've just learned that I, uh, I have a new career that I could go into because I can say cock ring. I say it at least 2,000 times a day. Wouldn't that be really fucked up if that was true, though? Because that would mean I'd have to walk around in public going cock ring, cock ring. Like, would you want to be in an elevator with me? Yeah. Ding. Door closes. And all of a sudden, I'm going, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring, cock ring. Okay, how many is that? That's two. Oh, shit. I got another 500. Cock ring, cock ring. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I get it, though. Sometimes I uh, weird people out. I don't, you know, I'll have my, oh, I'm thinking face, and it looks like, oh, I'm going to kill you face. And I drive Uber. <laughs> So I'm sure sometimes when those people walk out there like, oh, can I, can I cancel? Like, what's the etiquette on canceling and walking back into my house right fucking now? <laughs> I bought a hybrid. I bought a hybrid to be, you know, a little more environmentally conscious. Um, and the other day I got really high and I ran out of gas on the Golden Gate Bridge with an Uber fare. <laughs> and that's funny until you get my Uber later. And you realize, oh shit, this is the guy who runs out of gas. And it says cock ring. <laughs> that would be an interesting ride. I No, but I used to be a bike messenger. I used to be a bike messenger, and my nickname was World's Angriest Bike Messenger. I lived up to the nickname. Um, and now I drive a Prius. I drive a Prius to Whole Foods to buy my dog's raw dog food. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that the 20-year-old version of me would beat the shit out of me and then explain how disappointed he was in me. That's kind of asshole I was. Um, I, uh, I'm pretty sure that the folks that are really into fisting or, uh, were the kids that were really into puppets. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is to a romantic man such as myself, dating can be a little confusing. I, uh, this woman broke up with me and, uh, I thought it was good news. I thought it was good because we're at that part in the relationship where I figured she was either going to break up with me or she was going to stab me. Like, I think it's as obvious that I've been stabbed as it is that you don't actually need to be stabbed to know it sucks. But when you have been stabbed, you see the warning signs real early. And she texted me, I need to settle things with you tonight. 
Oh, exactly. Exactly. And you may ask yourself why I would go somewhere where somebody is most likely going to stab me. And I'll tell you this. We can all probably agree that makeup sex, that's, uh, that's, that's a little more fun than regular sex. You get into it a little bit more. Uh, well, you have to take my word for it that I, I'm sorry I stabbed you sex is fucking amazing. Like, it's so good if an imaginary creature showed up tomorrow. Like, if Santa Claus came to my door and was like, young man, I will make sure you receive the best I'm sorry I stabbed you sex ever for Christmas, but, but I'm going to have to stab you with these rusty shears, and I'm going to have to collect up front. I'm a reasonable man. I would say no. But it would come out, no, because I'd be wondering, where is the local hospital? Uh, and right now, I'm going to get off the stage, because I think I'm uh, right at that time where it's time to say goodbye. Actually, I'll give, leave you with one quick one, which is, what did the magician say to the bad date? What? Now watch me cut the bill in half and disappear. Yeah, they call it fisting, but it's not like a black power fist. It's a different, different angle. Um, yeah, I've been distracted. I spent half my time thinking about left breasts. I, I, I'm trying to, f I'm trying to figure out why there, no one's talking about inflation and the price of crack. I. I, like the, I don't get incest. People are into incest porn. I, the thing I don't get about incest is I just have a brother. Make some noise for Gene Yee! God, you guys, I just came from Knockout and got my ass kicked there. Um, it was a very similar kind of intro because they don't do they don't do an opening set there, and I was up first, so it was just like, okay, you guys, um, welcome to the Knockout. Oh, here's Gene Yee, and I was like, ow, ah. Nellie likes the thanks, Nellie. <laughs> Nellie supports me. Uh, so my family had a pet parrot when I was a kid. It sounded just like that. <laughs> what what phone sound is that? Is that a messaging? Yeah, I got a message. Okay. <laughs> I didn't send that. It's just how it came. Okay. So it's not your fault. Well, I mean, I could have turned the volume up. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Ah! Nobody, ah! Gi nobody gives a shit about my stand-up today anyway, so <laughs> it's okay. Pam, I promise to try to do a little better for the show tonight. Okay. <laughs> no. Improv stand-up is so much harder. Okay, can I get the edible first? Okay. <laughs> That'll be good. And then you guys, like at, at a, I want to say takeout, but at knockout, I walked in the door and this like little white dude was like, are you, Je he looked kind of like you. He was like, are you Jessa? And I was like, no. And he like snorted and walked away. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then he walks up to another Asian at the bar. She was Jessa. <laughs> and so like for the first two minutes, and then they came and sat front row and I was like, you're gonna regret messing with a comedian. <laughs> so I was like, is that your Tinder date? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, does she look like me? And she kind of did, so <laughs> that was not okay. All right, so my goal is to get a new bit out of my mouth tonight. That's what she said, old humor. Um, so this is the new bit, you guys. 
<laughs> uh, so the new bit is, um, I get tired of the gym. Just kidding, I don't go to the fucking gym. <laughs> uh, but I thought I should exercise in 2018, so I took a pole dance class. You guys are like, you? Why? <laughs> it was not sexy. Uh, the teacher was a cross between a cheerleader and a chihuahua. Like, hi, I'm Christy with an I. <laughs> and then she did the worst thing. She made us refer to our bodies in the third person. Like, Jean, how does your body feel? Does she feel good? And I was like, I feel okay. I can't hear you. She feels okay? That's her jam. Let's give her what she needs. Uh, she needs a donut. Just like this guy. Uh, so for pole dancing, they should really have you sign a waiver. Like, you have to be strong to be sexy. Uh, and like, <laughs> like, sign right here. And you're probably not going to be sexy. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Uh, it takes a lot of strength to like get up on that pole. There's a lot of grunting, and it's not the sexy kind, like you would do. Uh, but I got up on that pole, and then I was like, um, I'm afraid of heights. A little help, you guys. So they got me off the pole, and I was like, make it rain. <laughs> At least I'm kind of funny, but somewhat engaging. Goodbye. <laughs> This has been Muni Happy Hour. Uh, did anyone else eat the sandwiches? Yes. You feeling sick? You feeling good? How are you guys feeling? Everything's cool. Uh, listeners, if any of you ate sandwiches, write in. Let us know how you feel about the sandwiches. Apparently, I just have to shit. That has been Happy Hour. You can clap or not. It's over. You guys are all welcome to stick around for the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse tonight. It is a hell hat. Yes, a hell hat. It's going to be a lot of fun. We invite you to stick around. But until then, uh, I don't know, stick around Mutiny Radio. Yeah, bye, everybody. Thanks again, Warhol Kaufman, for being our guest host tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week with guest host... I got, it. I got it in my computer box here. Guest host Jade. Oh my God, that's going to be so interesting. Jade's, we're going to, Jade's going to host. We're going to take that whole section. I'll pick up the rug. It'll be all wheelchair accessible next week on the Happy Hour. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, 
Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Mr. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me fun every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.
everyone, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. 
and check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. So I got curious one day and I was like, oh, let me look it up. Wonder what St. Kevin's all about. And it turns out St. Kevin is most famous for one time, this lady wanted to have sex with him, right? So he drowned her. End of list. That's his thing. And they got a statue of Mary in the courtyard. She was in on it. She saw the whole thing. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's recap. Oh my God, St. Kevin. I'm not a saint, shut up. St. Kevin, I wanna sleep with you. Allow me to seduce you through my vestments. St. Kevin, drown. <laughs> Lady drowns. Then the church goes, build him one. Uh, so that's St. Kevin, that's fun. Fun facts. What else we got? In San Francisco, apparently there was a drought. But everyone banded together. People started taking quicker showers, if you can believe it, drinking less less water from the tap, buying bottled water, whatever they did. It was so successful that the level of water in that reservoir overflowed into the sewage. So there's trace amount amounts of human fecal matter in the SF water supply. But you guys eat ass, right? It's fine, it's okay. My father told me he liked my song about how he abandoned me, which is nice. Um, a lot of comics have abandonment issues because the audiences always leave, you know. But I wasn't hugged enough as a kid, and now we're here, so let's do this. I like to start with something inspirational. Not one of you miserable creatures in this godforsaken world could stop Bob Ross from painting motherfucking landscapes. That nigga was a landscape painting fool. <laughs> and when I wrote that joke, I cried. That's true. I'm a black actor. Black actors never get to play Nazis. That's racism. <laughs> um... You know, they said free college was crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I personally, I just want to say, Obama ruined the dreams of black children. 
because I wanted to be the first black president. Uh, are we rolling? Are we recording? Are we doing this? Make some silence or whatever the other alternative is that sometimes happens for Hunter Stare. Howdy, y'all. Testing, testing. Howdy, y'all. Thank you guys for coming out this early evening to see Mutiny Radio and just be patrons of the fucking arts. It's nice to meet y'all. My name is Hunter. Um, that's the name my parents went with. Uh, I think that's a really strange thing to do to a baby. Just like you know, a baby in a crib. Hey, Roxanne, let's give him a name that ensures he understands, well, not just death, but also predator-prey relationships at a very early age. I think that would be really good for his childhood development. Your move, baby. It's just a you know strong way to start a relationship. Whoa. So up until, up until about the age of uh, 11, uh, I grew up in Louisiana, and up until about the age of 11, I didn't realize that there was a T in my name. Some of y'all get that. Some of y'all get that. Some of y'all seem kind of confused. It's like, hey, Hunter. Right. Hunter, come on, boys. Get in the truck and go to the Terrebonne's Crawfish Boil. Let's go. Does that even sound like language to y'all, or is that just cognitive dissonance? <laughs> I listen to a lot of NPR. Anybody else NPR fans? Yeah, yeah. Never, I mean, I've listened to it my entire life. Never donated. Never. Do, and I, and I, here's why. It's because th during their pledge drives, they always sound so desperate, and I just don't respond to thirstiness. They're just like, oh, the phones haven't been ringing. I'm like, ugh, gross. I just, <laughs> just going to listen to YouTube commercials. That's disgusting. <laughs> And, you know, play a little coy with me, you know? Like, kind of, like, play a little hard to get me like, listen, we here at KQED are fucking killing it. And honestly, we don't give a shit about your sustaining membership. In fact, I'm just going to wrap up this pledge drive early and take this last earthquake kit home for myself. <laughs> Have fun drinking your own urine for two days while you're trying to survive. Lakshmi Singh, out. <laughs> and then she drops the mic, but it doesn't drop because it's the wrong kind of mic. So, um, one of my favorite things is like language, you know, expressions and stuff like that. I'm from the South. Does anybody know what a shibboleth is? A shibboleth is a part of speech that identifies you from a very specific area and nobody else would know. So I'll give you an example. I'm from like the greater New Orleans area and we have an expression for when the sun is shining, but it's also raining. Like it's been doing a lot this week, you know? Does anybody have an expression for that? In Louisiana, or in the Greater New Orleans area, we say, the devil is beating his wife. I'm not making this up. This is not a joke. My grandmother used to say this to me when I was like a little kid. This is my first introduction to the concept of wife beating and the devil. So I was thinking about this, trying to like reason through, like, why the fuck do we say this? And the best thing I can come up with is rain is bad the sunshine that's good so domestic violence is bad but at least it's the devil's wife <laughs> you don't want to laugh because it's domestic violence but like, is she you're thinking about it now and you're trapped in the hole <laughs> moving on so another southern expression i really like uh that my friend donald donald con daniel jr down in uh mississippi taught me is eat up by the dumbass 
Yeah, it's a way to tell somebody that they're stupid. So follow me with this. So if you get bitten by lots of mosquitoes, you're eat up by mosquitoes. So imagine that there is a bug that could make you dumb, like a dumbass bug. You've been eat up by the dumbass bug. That's a real expression that people use. So I like to make up my own. You know, and just kind of fuck with people with those. Like, I'll be in the South, and somebody will be like, well, you know, boy, it's going to be hard to get through all that traffic. I'll be like, well, if you can't dodge it, ram it. And they're like, yeah, okay, I guess. How am I doing a time? Okay. So whenever I was growing up in Louisiana, lots of other little kids would call me pretentious, you know? they call me pretentious. And I always kind of took issue with that. I didn't understand what they meant by that, because pretentious means to have pretenses to affect greater cultural importance than you have, whereas I think they're using more like the colloquial definition, which is like ornate and, okay, I see their point. <laughs> I see their point. I'm going to try out some new jokes. So the first blowjob I ever had was on the back of a golf cart. Yeah, true story. It wasn't moving. Uh, the second blowjob I had was on the back of a jet ski in Lake Pontchartrain, Louisiana. As I was about 15 years old. Both were the girl's idea, same girl. And it's just amazing, that kind of ingenuity to like figure out how to be sneaky and get away with shit. You know, like best babysitter ever. <laughs> You guys seem like a pretty woke crowd. <laughs> has anybody ever heard about this genocide that's happening in Myanmar? Yeah. Yeah, there's a genocide happening, uh, NPR. There's a genocide happening right now in Myanmar. It's a whole bunch of Buddhists murdering a whole bunch of Muslims. This is causing me, yeah, right? This is causing me to rethink a lot of what I know about the world, a lot of my assumptions. Like, any ideology can be used to perpetrate violence, sure. But fucking Buddhists? I mean, what part of the Four Noble Truths did I not understand? It's like, all of life is suffering. Here, let me show you. All right. All right, Siddhartha Vader. All right, that's good. Thank you, I'm Hunter. It really is a shame, too, um, that the Burmese genocide is trending like it is because Burmese food is delicious. Like, that's a lot of really fantastic chefs that are getting killed. Not cool. Yeah. Max Eddie! There we go. Thanks for that. Um, we should get a crosswalk in here. This is... There we go. You guys have a good day. Um, oh God. Okay. Uh, how's it? How's it going, party people? You guys are good. Soon to be former friends. This is. <laughs> this is good. Now, if you if you lose all your friends, that means you're doing it right. So we're good. Um, uh, so you guys, I just started taking Adderall. Uh, does anyone here have a dealer? <laughs> does anyone here need a dealer? <laughs> Oh man, um, my dealer's kind of weird. Uh, he makes me drive all the way to his work to get the pills. To be fair, he is a doctor, <laughs> a psychiatrist. Uh, he, he diagnosed me with ADD, and in case you don't know, ADD uh, stands for attention deficit. Do you guys think I look gay? <laughs> I get that all the time. People say I look gay. Uh, for the record, I'm bisexual, I'm not gay yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, you got to figure out shit. So I, I came out last year. Uh, and why aren't you guys clapping yet? Yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you. I am a hero. <laughs> but um, it came out last year, and there's a lot of shit you got to figure out when you come out as a dude who fucks dudes. First of all, you got to figure out uh, if you're a top or a bottom. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with that? <laughs> okay, in case you don't know, um, how do I explain this? Um, when a man loves a man very much, <laughs> they have to figure out together which one is more welcoming. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's the bottom. Uh, so I had to figure out, am I a top or a bottom? So I decided to ask my gay friends if I look more like a top or a bottom. And I am a top anyways. <laughs> Turns out I get to decide that, no matter how much I look like a bottom. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, no, actually, you have to figure out who to come out to first, also. Um, I decided to go with my grandpa, because he has Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know, I just keep doing it till I get really good. <laughs> But, um, no, first time I told my grandpa, though, uh, he misheard me. Uh, I said, Grandpa, I'm bisexual. And he heard, Grandpa, I'm bicycle. That's cute, right? <laughs> he was just like, what are you going to do? Let people ride you around all day long? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm a top, Grandpa. <laughs> Jesus. And he, he was like, what do you mean, a top bicycle? I was like... Oh, okay, no, I didn't say bicycle, I said bisexual. He's like, oh, are you sure you're a top? <laughs> God damn it. Whatever, I just, honestly, anytime my grandpa gives me lip, turn on Netflix, turn on The People versus OJ, and tell him it's the trial. <laughs> Party like it's 1994. <laughs> I don't know if that's the year that happened. I wasn't even alive. You're old. Uh, <laughs> that was mean. Why did, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, no, but then uh, I told my sister I was bi, and uh, she says she doesn't believe in someone being bi. But she also believes in ghosts. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She actually thinks she saw a ghost once. Um, uh, she said, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was in our house growing up, and just one night, I saw a ghost come through our front door and limp up the stairs. I was like, why the fuck would a ghost have a limp? Like, isn't that the whole point of being a ghost, is that you get to float around, they're not bound to the earth. Also, pretty fucked up of you to just call out that ghost limp. Very ableist. <laughs> this is San Francisco. I thought you were woke, sis. <laughs> But, um, no, she's like, no, I, so he limped up the stairs, he goes into the attic, and all I hear for three minutes is this pounding, just, and then I hear a scream, just, you guys, that wasn't a ghost. <laughs> that was Jeff. And the scream, this guy. I gave him the limp. Because I am a top. <laughs> There we go. I'm actually, I'm not really trying to make it as a stand-up comic. I'm just trying to convince everyone that I'm a top. That's my, <laughs> that is my end game in comedy, and it looks like it's working. Okay, I'm done, Warhol. Thank you so much. Um, well, I'm glad you're a top, and I hope you meet a nice Jewish boy, and he can be your dreidel. Make some noise for Nathan Mosher! <laughs>
Jewish? Wait, what? He said Jewish boy? It's okay. You don't have to oh, shit. I didn't know you were Jewish. I've known Max a little while, but we're say we're pretty good friends. So if I found out he was Jewish, you know, I'd be pretty offended. Uh, hey, I didn't want to be your... I didn't know about that. <laughs> thought, I thought we were cool, you know? And you tell me, Jewish, get the fuck out. Okay, I'm... <laughs> I'm anti-Semitic. Um, <laughs> what do I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, just, uh, I'm 22 years old, which is pretty good. Pretty good age to be. Good age to be. Uh, I'm at that age where if I die right now, people will say I had a lot of potential, uh, which is really nice. You know. <laughs> They'll say really nice things like, oh, he could have been somebody, you know? He could have been the next Filipino Chappelle, or he could could have been a Filipino, uh, he could have been a Filipino guy. He could have been something. <laughs> I don't know. He had, makes me less afraid of death, because if some dude puts a gun in my head, give me all your money or die, I'm like, hey, well, just know that if you pull that trigger, I'm going to die a legend among my friends and family, so <laughs> you should probably wait a little, because I could be a nobody, so... <laughs> Could, I could be in the 27 Club, and I'll be dead and have lots of money, so hit me up then, all right? <laughs> 27 Club, I think that's a good club to be in. Uh, I think it's a smart move, you know? All those guys, that's, that's really smart, dying at your peak potential. I think that's a genius. That's a great business move. All of them, man. It's just Everyone always asks, like, what would happen if they kept going? Nothing. They would have kept going downhill. It's good that they died, right? You got Amy Winehouse. Amazing. Don't ruin that, you know? Kurt Cobain. Jesus, he was 33, but he, he had more potential, so he had to live a little bit longer. <laughs> it's good he died, though. I think Kurt Cobain, when he shot himself, was probably like, ah, man, I... I could kill myself right now and die a legend, or I could keep going and go out like Coldplay. So I don't want to let that happen. <laughs> I like Basquiat. That's my favorite member of the 27 Club. He's an artist, a famous artist in the 80s. I like him because his paintings still sell for upwards of $105 million and counting. And he's dead. And I think that's pretty baller that he's making more money than all of us in this room. And he's dead. Like, he's not even alive. That's crazy that there's just some ghost out there just balling out of control. <laughs> and we can't see it happening. Just hanging out some strip club, making it rain. Like, make that ass bounce for a real ghost. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> just him making it rain. And the stripper's like, what the fuck is that? I can't feel it, but I know it's there. Is that a fly? Nah, it's him making it rain on your ass. So keep dancing. He just pulls up in like an empty Maserati. <laughs> just haunting people's houses, like going through their closets because he's trying to cop their new Yeezys. <laughs> it's like, I got lots of money. Let me cop the Red Octobers. I don't think I'm successful enough to, uh, I don't think I'm good enough to, to make it into the 27 Club. I'm, I'm vying for that eligibility, though. That's what I want. I just want to be good enough that if I kill myself at 27, I'm not saying I'm going to kill myself. Cause you can't just you can't just like kill yourself and get in the twenty seven club. You gotta you gotta do something to get, can't just walk up to the club. You know the bouncers there. You just got a heroin needle. Hey man, I'm ready to do this. Can I get in? He's like, nah, wait in line. And you gotta wait in line next to all these YouTube and Vine stars. It's like, oh, yeah, we tried to get in, but 
He said views weren't enough. We had to impact a generation. How many retweets is that? What does that mean? <laughs> I think the next candidate for the 27 Club is Jaden Smith. He's like 19 right now, and he already talks like he's been dead for two years. That's how... <laughs> the fuck is wrong with this guy? He's like 12 and he's saying like, oh, if your eyes aren't real, then what, how do you see, just see your cereal. Like, what are you just fucking, why are you talking about this stuff? He's going to be the first person to not overdose again in the 27 Club. He's just going to evaporate into thin air like uh, fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> after he gets killed. Just, you're just going to hear his voice around and you're like, huh? he's going to be like, the only way to truly see people is when people see right through you. Boo. I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you? He's like, Jaden Smith. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I've been here the whole time. Anyways, just go eat your cereal. Jaden knows. Why have a complete breakfast when you can feel whole? That's the commercial uh, for Jaden knows. <laughs> uh, feeling an urgent sense of purpose. Not part of the... <laughs> not included. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm I'm too ambitious. I grew up in a very competitive, you know. I, I played a lot of sports growing up. I wanted to be a sports star. I did competitive memorizing Bible verses. That was a weird thing. I did this program called Awana. All workmen are not ashamed, and we would memorize Bible verses, and I would enter competitions. It would be like an academic decathlon for spouting out, you know, Christian shit. Like, just, it would be like two, three buzzers, and be like, John 11:35. Jesus wept. Two words. Yeah, memorize that shit. Easy. Shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept, because he's a little bitch. Unlike me, because I'm fucking you guys up. All right. <laughs> it's like super competitive to be morally upright. We would we would uh, also play sports. We had the Iwana Games, and we'd have a team, and we would we were like the red team, I think, and we would fight against other. Uh, I guess we compete against other Christians. Um, we'd yeah, it was our team was really good because I, I was a sports star. We had a dude who was a basketball star and a football. Actually, one dude he's in the NFL now, and uh, he. Yeah, he beats his wife. Uh, he's not a Christian anymore. But, uh, oh, man, that joke never works. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, it was really competitive. And, um, and I, I was really a super hardcore Christian when I was growing up. Like, I tried to read the entire Bible when I was in third grade. And I found out later that everyone thought I was the smartest kid in school because they had seen me holding the biggest book they had ever seen in their life. They were like, oh my God, you read all of that? And I was like, yeah, totally. I didn't get to Leviticus and put it down because it's boring, <laughs> which is what I did because Leviticus is the worst book of the Bible. Have you guys read Leviticus? It's so fucking boring. It's all the laws, like all the old Jewish law. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Don't eat assholes. Don't be gay. That's a big part of it. Um... <laughs> That's most of it. Uh, <laughs> it was just a lot of rules. And I always see it's like, why? It was chapter three, too. It's Genesis, Exodus, Len, Leviticus. Chapter three, way to hook us in. You know, <laughs> like you do chapter three. It's so exciting before that. Genesis, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, made Adam and Eve. And then he made, they had sex. They had a kid. They, you know, try to kill each other. They talk to a snake. And then Exodus happens and Moses tries to take the Jews out. He parts the Red Sea and it's all exciting. You get to Leviticus, it's like, all right, just don't eat shellfish. Like, fucking, 
put that in the appendix, you know? Why you gotta put that as a full chapter? Just put in A72 next to fucking Micah and Habakkuk, whoever the fuck that is. He doesn't need a whole chapter. Just footnote it. Have the entire Bible be footnotes. Genesis, Exodus, footnote, 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 Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, footnote, 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 Revelations. 200-page Bible, 800 pages of footnotes. David Foster Wallace, that shit. Like, don't have a full... Just doesn't. All right. Um, you guys were great. See you. Bye. Dude, if you memorize the Bible, you must say crazy shit when you come. Marty Cunny! <laughs> Oh, man. Let's keep the Catholic education going, guys. I was actually raised Catholic. Uh, I kind of strayed from the church a bit, though, because uh, I couldn't stand by their stance on homosexuality. Uh, you know, that stance being, uh, it's cool if they're 12. Uh, that's when homosexuality is okay, guys. Uh, Kevin Spacey shouldn't have said he was gay when he got out of the pedo. He should have said he was a priest. Would have been fine. Oh, man. It's unfortunate, though, because I was raised Catholic. I was raised to be very Christ-like. Uh, and I am, uh, just definitely not in the way they intended. Uh, my blood is mostly, mostly alcohol. Uh, I'm usually hanging out with like a bunch of dudes and at least one whore. Uh, one of my favorite activities is flipping tables at flea markets. <laughs> And I like to occasionally stay up for three days, uh, and I'll disappear into a deep, dark hole for three days, and then I'll rise again. You know what? Jesus did that shit once. I do that shit every week. Jesus was a fucking poser. Oh, no. But it's tough, though, because... I know I'm going to have some shitty kids because uh, I got bad shit karma, bad kid karma coming my way because I was a shitty kid. I didn't know it wasn't okay to punch people in the balls until I was like four. Uh, so, like, I need that fear of God. Like, how am I going to raise kids out of the fear of God, that constant babysitter always watching the little fuckers, right? That's what I need. And so I've been, I've been trying to figure out, like, how do I get that without religion? So I've been looking at other inspirations, right? I've been looking to things like the animal kingdom and things like, you know, opossums and hamsters and stuff. Uh, they'll eat a lot of their young. They'll eat like half the litter, right? The mom will eat like half the litter. I'm not talking about eating my kids, uh, <laughs> to be clear. I'm talking about making my kids think I ate some of my kids. Uh, <laughs> I just need that fear, guys. I need that fear. I need that. So I'm thinking, like, how am I going to do it? Though? I got to do it big. I got to get, like, a bunch of, like, Photoshop pictures of, like, me and, like, another kid and then, like, my kid, like, next to him and, like, look out, we're all hanging out and just leave him around the house. And then, like, when that kid's, when my kids first start forming memories, like, I'm going to have one of those really realistic looking cakes and I'm just gonna be chomping down on it, and they're gonna be like watching me eat it, and they're just gonna be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, yeah, little Jimmy here always cried when I told him to go to bed, you know? <laughs> Looks like he's not crying anymore. <laughs> eat your fucking vegetables, all right? <laughs> uh, guys, I'm a, I'm a person who prides himself on, uh, on knowing things. I, I feel like I, I've, I've got a lot of knowledge in my brain, but I still don't know how IUDs work. Uh, I imagine it's just a little coat hanger you put inside of the uterine wall so it doesn't go getting any ideas. <laughs> it's like when an abusive parent points at their belt, they're like, ah, ah, ah. 
You remember what happened last time. Something else I don't know. Um, are Silversteins worth, le worth less than Goldsteins? <laughs> I'm unsure as to Jewish naming nomenclature. I'm not sure how that works. Is there a, an unseen yet platinum stein out there? <laughs> Are they the ones controlling the Illuminati? I don't know how the how, I don't know how this works. I just asking questions, okay? Don't Putin me. Um, that's topical, right? Uh, has anyone ever here ever fallen for just the tip? Uh, show of hands. <laughs> we got one taker. Yeah. Who the fuck would believe just the tip? How how do you eat? Do you just like kind of half bite into something? You're like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to that later. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's how. That's that's your own fault. Uh, guys, I was in a relationship for six years. I'm single now. Believe it or not. Uh, and it's tough because I feel like that should like really raise my stock. Like I'm already like boyfriend housebroken, you know? Like I know to open the doors, I know to put this toilet sid toilet uh toilet seat lids down and I've stopped asking why. Uh all of my socks are genderless. Uh I just got a drawer full of bobby pins and hair clips. I got I got my own drain snake. Uh got that one taken care of. Uh uh, I, I can sleep on like the razor's edge of a bed. Uh, my ex was a she was a kicker in her sleep. A kicker. You ever had one of those? Real fun. Uh, I always cook for like 1.37 versions of myself. Even though you said you weren't hungry. Uh, uh, I've learned how to time out exactly how long it will take you to get ready and f how many drinks I can have in that time so as I will tell you to be there at the wrong time so we, I can like pre-game, I can, I, I can just, I've learned how to time that pre-game out pretty perfectly. Um, you know, I don't know where your, I do actually know where your silver clutch purse is. It's in your suitcase because you were going to go down to your mom's last week and bring it down to show her what you got with your Thanksgiving money. Uh, I know exactly where it is. So let's settle up. Let's have a glass of rosé. Let's watch some Beyonce music videos. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I was thinking when I was zoning out a minute ago because I totally remember. <laughs> oh, boy. I hope whenever I die... I hope I, I don't know if I don't haunt wherever I die, but if I do, I want to be like a fun ghost, you know? That's why if I'm ever in like a dangerous situation, I'm always trying to put on like wacky costumes. So it's like, guys, I heard this house is haunted, but it's a guy like wearing like an avocado outfit and he always, <laughs> and he always wants to get drunk. This place is awesome. Let's move right in. Oh boy. What else do I got? Uh, I don't know if, uh, you can tell, but I'm white. Uh, I've been told I have a lot of white privilege, and I believe people. Because uh, I am, uh, I, I don't know, I got really offended when I found out I had to get an, a visa to go to India. It's like, you kidding me? <laughs> Look at this. I'm an American white male. What am I going to open up my own call center? What are you? <laughs> Uh, and then I realized uh, they probably don't want. They probably just don't want me. Uh, it's like, oh, you gonna stick around? You gonna start owning things here? It's like that's exactly how they got colonized. I, I kind of get that now. That makes sense. Okay, I understand. 
Uh, I'll leave you guys with this, guys. You guys like dad jokes? You guys fans of dad jokes? Anyone here? Yeah? Sure, yeah. We'll take it. Yes is the appropriate answer. All right, I'll, I'll, lay, a, I'll lay a good one on you guys. Uh, I hope when I die, I don't get buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. Ah. No, I'm kidding. I really shouldn't be telling dad jokes ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the time, guys. I'm bringing up Warhol. Marty, that was a great set, Marty. I, um, like, that's the most I've ever not thought you're a serial killer <laughs> of a any of the sets I've seen. Cassie Inglesby! Um, so uh, today I kind of look like uh, I'm a, a drug dealer on Hate Street um, or a, a EDM DJ uh, um, or a spy from the Philly world that like is trying to infiltrate but I can't I'm like a horrible spy because um, I can't see without my glasses yeah um, so I, I'm Cass um, uh, I, I kind of want to be a stripper but I wear so many layers that I think it would take like forever to, to <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on like I'm, why I'm stuck oh, okay and you know, there's times where I'm like I have like a blouse on and I'm pulling up the blouse and then I forget the top button and I'm like can't breathe and I'm like you know trying to figure it out and I'm all entangled myself and then it and then I fin finally figure out how to get free and I'm not sure if anyone else has that problem oh it's a it's a common thing I am I am not alone I am not alone in the in the wardrobe malfunction portion of my life um, I'm still taking off my clothes. Uh, uh, let's see, um, what else? So I, uh, I have a dog and a cat, and I like to wear, have them dress up in costumes sometimes to match me. And um, yeah, I'll go out with my, my cat in the stroller and my dog in cute little dress that matches me, of course. And so but people will come up to her and um, lift up her skirt and ask, is this really a girl? And I'm like, even my dog has a Me Too story. <laughs> the world we live in um, but yeah so I'm a feminist and um, I went to uh, the mall the other day and I, there was a shirt that said feminist on it and it was like pink and frilly and had flowers on it and stuff like that and um, this t group of teen girls came in and they got really excited they're like oh feminism yes it's so exciting I'm like oh that's awesome like, you know, young women are getting into feminism but this shirt was designed by a man made by sweatshop women for the profit of a man so I got excited when I saw the leather jacket that said vegan on the back so uh, um, I'm into a lot of, uh, I do a lot of weird things. Uh, um, I did this project um, where I was inspired by this handwritten letter. It said, hey, Brett, I want to get a hold of you. And then they left an email address. I think it was like an AOL email address or something like that. Uh, and it, it inspired me to do my own handwritten letters that I'll leave around the city that say, um, hey, Brett, or like common male name, um, like Chauncey. Uh, you forgot your blowjob last time. If you still want it, email me your dick pic at want you right now, but too afraid to say hi at gmail.com. 
That's a real email address, just in case anyone wants to send me their dick pic, their puss pic, their family photos, whatever you want to send me. You know, um, people have uh, send them. Just send, I, you know, no, thank you. It was not pleasant. Send pleasant photos of your dick pics, like in, in fields of flowers or in creative poses, because that would be more entertaining than unsolicited dick pics. That's what, that's, what, that's what being single means, is that you just get these unsolicited dick pics and weird conversations like, hi, hi, how's it going? I want to come on your blue eyes. Yeah, um, my eyes are green, so I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I finally, I finally had my first threesome. Both my cat and dog slept in bed with me. <laughs> yeah, if you're a cat and dog owner, you know that that is a big deal. That is a big deal if you're a pet owner. Um, yeah, uh, so I um, spent some time in a, a psychiatric facility. Is, it, is that you? Are you is that uh, I don't know. If you're waving me down, no, one minute, no. Good. I'm gonna keep going. Awesome. So yeah, so I spent some time in a psychiatric facility. Check that box on my um, single profile. And um, I, there, it was like. Uh, you know, all you did was eat, sleep, and do crafts, so it was kind of like a toddler bed and breakfast. <laughs> and, and you weren't allowed to have sharp objects, and you, and you had to wear little footy grip socks. Yeah. Uh, and then the, um, the nurses, they were, had these, they were on these computers, and they're attached to the wall by like this like small cord. And so they were kind of like this like malfunctioning Jetson robots. They were just like, here, take your pills, here, take your pills, here, take your pills. But then you couldn't, you just step away because they couldn't go very far. So the, yeah, a malfunctioning robots of nurses. Um, that was that was poorly said, but I enjoy saying my truths. Is that is that is that it now? Are you waving me down now, or is that a peace sign, or is it are we victory? Is this a victory dance? Are we is this a victory lap around the comedy world? Okay, let's see what else. Let me final my final statement. Um, let's. Uh, I once hit a cat that like it was a stray cat, and it lived in my neighborhood, and uh, I decided to name it my penis, and uh, it it would come around. And anytime I would come around, I'd be like, look how big my penis has gotten. Or, um, I'm glad my penis came to visit. Or, ouch, I got an infection from my penis. Um, and uh, dates would come over, you know, to come over and be like, yes, you get to pet my penis. And then, um, yeah, and that's why I'm probably single. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Cassie Inglesby. All right, so I don't I don't know everyone here, so let's let's do some introductions. Hello, hello, hello. You're a comic, yes? Uh, we're here, yeah. No, we're none of us are getting paid. <laughs> Pam is losing money. Everyone's losing money. <laughs> Just by being here, your credit score went down. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, though? Uh, Lily. Lily. Yeah. I'm very excited you're here, Lily. Oh. I'm very excited to hear your set. Show some love for Lily. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. <laughs> um, I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing because uh, this is my first time I've ever been up here. Um, that's why I brought my, my peanut gallery. Um, they are planning on laughing on demand. Hoo-ah! 
That's right. So I can't actually fuck this up as long as they're here with me. Um, no, but uh, I do have some notes. I don't know. I mean, they were scribbled on a bar tab from earlier. So, um, uh, well, you yeah, know, how are how are you guys feeling? Yeah, you all right? Yeah. Now, you where are you at? Like, you know, emotionally, like where are you? Right, stretching it, stretching it. I get it. I get it. I was just there. I was. I was. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, but you know, Winston Churchill did once say that putting up with ending a sentence in a preposition is something up with which he'll will not put. <laughs> what a fucking intellectual comic that motherfucker was. And he just got away with it. He's like, I'm fucking fat. I'm fucking rude. I'm fucking drunk. And I'm gonna just say whatever the fuck I want. And I'm gonna like cancel war, start war, cancel war, start war, because I got a big fucking dick. And I'm like, you know, Winston fucking Churchill. Chill, right? Um, right. <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess you know. Let's just do low fucking hanging fruit. Um, dating in San Francisco is, you know, beyond the pale of bizarre. I mean, you know, especially right right now because you only have like two choices. You have like tech bros and like fish heads. You know, so you're just like, all right, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna date a guy who only wears a visor, which is basically a ball cap without a top, um, or I'm gonna date a guy who can talk about nothing but fucking, you know, whether his site is written in Ruby on Rails, and it's like I wanted to rail something until you said that, and then now I'm like completely. I don't give a shit now. Um, so we're over, and uh, I'm gonna go get drunk. Um, um, no, I, you know, somebody else mentioned earlier today, it's like, you know, uh, feeling like trying to identify with the animal world. I identify with the animal world. I do, I do, I do. And I might not be the only person in the room who, like, watches, you know, BBC The Earth, you know, David Attenborough. It's like, you're high as fuck. <laughs> like, that's how, every, it's not unique. <laughs> you know, like, everybody's watching David Attenborough high as fuck. <laughs> and you're just there and you're like, it's like, oh, the world of the sloth. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fucking hard, man. Except the sloth doesn't have to pretend to give a shit when your kid, when your fucking best friend gets pregnant or has a second kid or has a third fucking kid or gets fucking married or gets fucking divorced. No, the sloth can just fucking do what the sloth is going to do. <laughs> yes, the world of the sloth. <laughs> David Attenborough. It's like smooth as silk. Um... I think that's fucking all I got. <laughs> that's comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I recently realized I should stop calling my brother a motherfucker. I'm actually the oldest one in my family without kids. And I'm proud, you know, like I tried really hard. I put it in the wrong places and everything. <laughs> I used to live in Portland. That town is too white. It makes my teeth look bad. <laughs> I like Oregon. It's got the purest white supremacy of anywhere I've ever tasted. It's hard to find a job though. Like I tried really hard, I applied everywhere. Like I tried to apply to the Ku Klux Klan but I couldn't fit my resume on one sheet. 
I'm surprised the clan hasn't ruined bed sheets and pillowcases for everyone like it did for me. I just sleep in a white woman. <laughs> I was thinking about the purpose of a clan hood. And you might think like, oh, they're trying to hide their racism. They're ashamed of their racism. But they're, they're not ashamed of their, that's like their whole thing. They're proud of it. I think the purpose of a clan hood is so that rich clan members didn't have to give out any loans the day after the meeting. Like I mentioned, I uh, start my day at Martha's. I was there with my lady. She ordered an iced white mocha with no whip. I couldn't help but think that must be how my ancestors would have wanted their coffee on the plantation. <laughs> I was taught uh, in school that this story of an enslaved African, I'm just waiting for you to be, <laughs> to be down. I'm stalling for you, Journey. All right. Uh, the story of an enslaved African, that mailed himself to freedom. Mailed himself to freedom. And I thought about it, like, there must be another guy who was left on the plantation. Like, that nigga mailed himself to freedom, mailed himself, put himself in the crate, nailed it up, put the address on the outside, put the stamp on it, he mailed himself to freedom. And if he was a good friend, he would have mailed me too. <laughs> Asshole. Um, I sent my hamburger to Ancestry.com. I don't know if you heard, Ben Affleck recently did this Ancestry show and found out that apparently a few hundred years ago there was a plantation owning Affleck who purchased an African boy, for this is true, for $80 and named him Toby. Which makes me wonder why they didn't cast any Afflecks in the new Roots remix. Like, I don't understand what's going on there. You may have heard there's a lot of young black men getting shot, handcuffed in the back of cop cars. And it just makes me wonder, like, do police not watch Tarantino films? That's a lot of cleanup. <laughs> I'm really inspired by the civil rights movement, so much so I want to make a movie. It's a porno. We open on Rosa Parks going down on Bayard Rustin. It's a good, you gotta admit, it's a good movie. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about Keith Tharp. Keith Tharp is on death row, um, but he appealed his sentence because he said one of the jurors on his trial was racist. But I don't know, man. We get we get rid of racist jurors. Like, what's next? Racist cops, judges, lawyers, politicians. Like, let's not get crazy. <laughs> In Iceland, uh, they recently made a law about pay equality. In Iceland, it is now illegal for a woman to make less than a man for the same job. It's really, I think it's really inspiring, you know? It's really inspiring how much you can accomplish with absolutely no racial diversity whatsoever. My family's from Maryland. Growing up, we had some kind of feud with Virginia. I don't really know why. But I thought about it. Virginia's named for the Virgin Queen. Like, that's a weird way to name a place. Like, what if she was in a butt stuff? <laughs> Annapolis is for lovers. 
When I was in college, I realized that my grandmother was in D.C. for the entire civil rights movement. And next time I saw her, I'd ask, like, Grandma, what was it like? You were there. You were there for the march on Washington. You were there for the I Have a Dream speech. What was it like? And my grandmother said, oh, your grandfather wasn't interested in all that. Make some noise for Journey Roberts. I didn't know you were just stalling. I'm sorry. No, I, uh, I thought you meant like you were waiting for me to sit my ass down and try and control my fucking dog. So you could tell some, no. Yeah. Uh, there's a line. Did you see the line coming over here? For uh, some bullshit fucking cafe, it's what time is it? Like six in the afternoon? It's now there's now a fucking brunch line two blocks that way. You used to be able to tell what fucking neighborhood you were in based on the lineage. Et tu, Petrero. I hate this fucking city. How's everyone doing? <laughs> you guys having fun? But thanks for the money. Uh, I hate this city. Um, I don't. I don't have. Oh, I think there should be a, a Yelp for brown people to rate white people, because white people will read that shit, and we don't. We don't pay attention to anything else. I think brown people need to be able to Yelp. White people. Can I tell you the roast jokes that I forgot last night because I was drunk? Uh, I was gonna say. Uh, well, now I'm gonna forget them again. I was gonna say that uh, Zach is in a new '90s movie. It's called Ernest Sits in a Closet and Paints. That would have worked, right? Maybe not. And I was gonna make fun of uh, of oh of Americans are too busy ignoring Trevor Noah to watch your news program. That's. Which I would have fucking. I'm sorry, I forgot that one. That would have worked better, right? I should have. I really should have. I really should have built up more jokes because uh, I needed to tell more jokes about my ex-boyfriend before I joked about him killing himself. That did not. That did not land. <laughs> for some reason, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought this is a roast. Like I thought I'm trying to like rip people the fuck down, but they didn't. They didn't see it that way. Uh, probably because of the tits. That's usually. That's how that works. Usually when people with tits say things, it goes badly. Uh, <laughs> that's my experience. Even I, no, 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 sir. I have the same experience uh, listening to women. I'm like, why is she still, why do they let her keep talking? Like, make her stop. Her voice is all wrong. I don't understand what's happened. The misogyny is real in everyone. I want you I want you to feel at ease because, for no, for real. I do wish that Bill Burr would just come out and say that he hates women. Like, that would be preferable to me. There's a lot of people who just, it would just fucking be real with me and just, like you've wasted years and years and years of pussyfooting around. I fucking hate women. Like, can you just, there's so many of them. Am I wrong? Maybe, probably. That's okay. Uh, I, have, I have nothing. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have nothing. I have nothing. Uh, he's going to destroy whatever that is. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I don't really, I'm not familiar with Paul Mooney other than he thinks he invented comedy, apparently. That's the gig. Oh, no, 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 there's, that's, there's way too many of those. Uh, oh, he found someone to destroy. Awesome. I now sleep, um, I live in a van because, um, my parents are car people and you want them to do better than, you want your kids to do better than you did, right? 
So originally I moved into a school bus, but it turns out I'm not I'm not that high on the economic ladder yet. I, I shot too high with school bus. <laughs> that was a dismal failure. Uh, so now I'm, I'm back down where I belong with the common people in a van. Uh, anyway, this one likes to drag, oh boy, likes to drag uh, oil bottles up onto my bed and eat oil, which goes everywhere. So I had to strip everything off my bed, and he then discovered there was a big foam mattress underneath, which for him was like finding the largest dog chew toy <laughs> in fucking history. So now, now there's a giant hole in my mattress. And this one I finally find occasionally like digging up sheets in the corner uh, to keep going at it. So that's uh, shit. I really don't uh, appreciate the sun being out while I'm irritating bored drunk strangers. It doesn't do well for me. This is a dry spot. It cannot also be sunny. You guys aren't even drinking. This is fucking unsettling. I don't like it at all. Uh, is that a light? No? Uh, I think my van is haunted because every time I drive somewhere, shit goes flying off the countertops. No? Yeah, it's heck. And now it goes into depression, so I'm going to get off stage now. Thanks very much. It's been fun. Alright, what's what's happening? Are you guys my other comics? Is this what we're doing? There's so much there's so much time. Oh my god. You either either do comedy or service some canapes. What's your name? Alright, it's Keith. so hard with all this anger issues so misogynistic man oh no here Let's see if i i don't know take it out so so i'm keith so really just thanks for everybody being out here it's like cool that everybody's out here like that's just like really good um yeah i i mean People that'll actually go out of their house and come on over and just hang out and say some funny stuff if if it's funny, you know, if you find suicide funny, you know, and that's pretty cool. I don't really have a house. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> and thanks, thanks. You know, like I don't want to say like congratulations for not being suicidal, but like that's oh, kind of oh, good too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I heard it. Somebody say they weren't suicidal. I just got I got all excited, but. I mean, there's one thing, like, I've noticed, like, this phase of my life that's, like, oh, I call it a week ago, something like that. Like, when I was a kid, sure, I watched Hogan's... I'm old, obviously. There was a guy mentioning old earlier, and, you know, I'm like anybody else. I grew up getting high watching Hogan's Heroes every day. You know, that's pretty much what I would do after school. And... The one thing about Hogan's Heroes, if you have never seen it, is it's a prison camp sitcom in Nazi Germany. <laughs> it's like fucking insane when you're high, though, as a kid. It's so awesome. Like, it's the 
darkest joke that could ever fucking be made. Like, let's say I was in, I mean, this is obvious stuff. I apologize because I'm pointing out really obvious things. But if I were in a prison camp and I turned on, you know, and I wasn't eating and they were killing, burning my friends, doing all this shit, you know, and shooting people, putting me in. And then I, I got out of that and I survived somehow. And then I go and I turn on a TV in like 1963 and they've got like a wacky commandant, German commandant who's always fucking up and, and then his wacky sidekick sergeant who's kind of overseeing this band of happy, well-fed dudes that in the prison that are really running the prison camp because they have a tunnel system and they just do whatever they want, like go to downtown local cities and hang out with women and eat and drink and stuff. I mean, I would, yeah, you know, like if I survived all that and, and they have a laugh track, if I were fucking really in Nazi Germany and I had to go, I mean, I know I'm losing my audience, but if I were, if I were really in Nazi Germany and I had to be in a prison camp and I turn on a TV with a laugh track with all that shit was absolutely false. Every element was false. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd be thinking like the end of the world has come because this is an absolute outrageous insult to anybody who ever been in a prison camp. It was like, be like the deepest insult. And then on the other hand, at the same time, the show rules because if, if, if I'd never been in a prison camp, like if I was a kid growing up, you know, just a little kid that never heard about World War II, I think, oh shit, those guys didn't have it so bad. You know, they had laugh track, they had all they could eat, they were really running the camp and all this other shit by some, by some nefarious means of telling lies to the colonel and making him jealous or whatever. So like either way, the show is, is a complete, um, it, you know, complete disaster. We're like, you know, in, in this, I don't know why I was thinking, I just wanted to riff on that for a minute. I was just thinking about that. It was really fun to get high and laugh at that show and Electric Company, like, that guy that later was in Driving Miss Daisy, you know that guy and he played God and stuff? Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Like, he was the easy reader. He was I like watching like Electric Company, we'd be all stoned and, and he would like read, it was, a, it was like Electric Company, if you don't remember Electric Company, it's like you watch Sesame Street, that's for the maybe six year olds and the really stoned people like me. Like I love to watch Sesame Street as a 14, 15 year old kid stoned to the fuck. And then comes on Electric Company, it's supposed to be a little higher because instead of just letters and numbers, they put together sentences. And the easy reader was Morgan... Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, man. He was, this is how he got his start. And you can go back and watch this shit. And it's great. I mean, I think it's great. It's fucking... I don't know. It's fucking great. You remember seeing this shit? Like, people... people you know, I remember seeing this shit. Yeah, did so, you gotta come with a projector for your head. <laughs> well, I gotta come in, but then nowadays, you know, like instead of something like that, I'll watch um, getting dug with high or something on uh, on YouTube. You know, just like watching like a porn star get really high and just talk about like. How was that last night? Is that so awesome? You know, we got real guys with serious game in here, man. I I don't have you know too much game. Oh, they, oh, this for real. I thought you guys were mocking me again. I, I didn't know. I'm getting screwed. I thought, I thought, oh, shit. Oh. 
this is amazing. This is amazing. It's like a breakthrough moment. It's like an epiphany, man. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I feel now, I feel like better in some ways, and I, I don't know. But then, well, I wasn't even, I wasn't really, yeah, pretty much. I was, this is pretty much true. But, uh, and then, so, and, you know, so, yeah, all right, all right, I'll just go ahead, get off the stage again. But, uh, well, I just want to thank everybody for coming out then and, you know, being, like, normal and stuff, like, I'm not too normal myself. I mean, I, I hear these people, like, talking about breakups and stuff, and I haven't fucked in five years. I had a surgery and stuff, and I can't. I hope this isn't on camera somewhere. Jesus, I'm never gonna. It's like, it's. it's God damn it, secrets out. But that's pretty hard if you haven't fucked in five years. So what I did is what. Well, I can't do it because I can't. You know, they give me this. Oh no, thanks. No, thank you, dude. This is so awesome though. But I don't know why. But I'm just staying straight. I, I don't know. Like this is like straight edge comedy or some shit. I'm fucking stupid as hell. Yeah, I mean, you offered me something for free. Well, I mean, a fucking idiot, allegedly, hypothetically, or something. And then, you know, so I, you know, I had these surgeries and stuff, so I can't, I can't do any, you know. But it, so, so what I did is I thought, well, okay, I'll go to, uh, I'll go to some kind of, I'll go, to, I'll go to some kind of therapy. That's what I'll do. I'll go to therapy for not being able to fuck. Co-ed therapy where there'll be women there. So I, <laughs> yeah. So well, I'll get their opinion about why, <laughs> why I can't, how I can't fuck. That'll, you know, get, hear their opinion about it. How do you feel? How how would you feel on a date if the guy could, if you couldn't even go any, you know, like, and they all said, well, you could. You know, you could still eat eat pussy, couldn't you? I hate to swear on stage. I didn't mean. I really apologize. I mean, I know nobody does that kind of thing. But I said, well, yeah, I could. Of course, I could do that. But where's the fun in that for me? You know, I don't know. You know, I'm sort of self-centered in that way. I, so, and you know, and now uh, apparently, allegedly, I'm going to get a surgery this year. That's going to. I'm gonna have for the so I'm excited. I'm excited. This will be the first time in five five fucking years, man. I'll be able to do something. I guess with by the by a pump or something. They'll be. It's pretty. I hope the audience is right out there because I want to tell them with a pump or something like that. And then you know it it's it's pretty authentic. You know it's a real authentic experience. So I told the girls in the in the group. I said, Are you prepared? Would you be prepared on a date for a guy who says, Now I hope you're ready for an extremely average experience tonight. Would you be excited about an extremely average experience? And they thought, Well, you know that's probably not too exciting for most of us. You know, but then at the same time. There's, I've got to say, there were a few women that were interested in the in the mechanics of it and said that these, but that's just using me as some sort of, you know, like a toy, a tossaway toy or, or uh, not like an Etch-a-Sketch, but the Tinker Toy thing where they just want to play with it, construct something like that and, you know, put something together and see how it turns out, but then just discard me, you know, I don't want to be discarded in that way. I have feelings. I've, I've been, I, I mean, I've read, I've heard rumors that I have feelings. I'm not really sure if I will have some, but 
I expect, I, I probably have, you know, I probably have a percentage of feelings under there, I would think. I mean, pretty much, probably. So, you know, so I don't, I, I reckon I don't want to be discarded in that way. I'll say that. Now, earlier today, earlier today, however, this is my dark side. Now, I, I, there, I came up to a green, I, can't, I came up and I was in a lane and there was a car in a, in a, a car ahead of me and the light changed from red to green and the car just stayed there and everyone's had that experience. The car just fucking, the car, pardon the swearing again, the car just stays there and it doesn't go ahead it just parked and I, I don't want to lay on the horn because that's like that's crass man that's like too too easy or something so so I, I turned and I went around this guy instead of you know instead of honking the horn I just went around him and took off down the road behind the other I had to wait and stuff and then that guy when he finally woke up he sped past all of us he went by all of us all of us he, he went four or five blocks ahead and to me I don't know why the the incongruity, the asymmetry of his of his traffic uh, faux pas. First, being asleep at the wheel.